Hello and welcome back to Stop and Go F1 for this, our review of the Canadian Grand Prix. Now, before we get into the race itself, there are some penalties we need to have a look at, and by some I mean quite a few. We touched on some of these before in the qualifying video, but not all of them because they hadn't all come out yet. Um, Hulkenberg is one that we did not touch on. Apparently he went too fast on his in-lap from the red flag, so he got a free-place grid penalty. Very upset for him, because he should have had a front-row start. He started in fifth. Uh, Lance Stroll, Snowder, and Carlos Sainz all also got free-place grid penalties for impeding in qualifying. Onto the race itself, though, and from the start, Max Verstappen gets away well. Lewis Hamilton, though, is able to get past Fernando Alonso into turn two, and we get a great little battle between Sergio Perez and Carl Sainz towards the back of... Well, not the back, was it? Where were they? They were like P11, P12, in the middle, in the middle of the grid. Um, Alonso taps the wall ever so slightly, but manages to keep on going. And this is just the start of the Lewis-Fernando battle that we saw basically throughout the entire race. Sargent has to retire the car on lap 7. This brings out a virtual safety car. Uh, Gasly is the first pit on lap 11 from the soft tyre. It wasn't a great strategy, but there you go. Max Stappen kills a bird. Uh, then Nico Hulkenberg, Lance Stroll and Nick DeVries pit for the first time on lap 12. Uh, George Russell hits the wall. This brings out a safety car. Um, we get lots of action in the pit there. We get an unsafe release for um, Lewis Hamilton and an unsafe release for Lando Norris. This would eventually go without being penalised. Uh, George Russell, though, manages to get the car back to the pits and uh, just change the tyres, and he's back out there. Great job from the Mercedes pit crew, and I've got to say, a great job from George Russell. Apart from, of course, hitting the wall, the rest of the race, up until the point where he properly retires, I thought he did a fantastic job. Really, really good stuff. We get Norris versus Piastri for P10, and uh, Albon benefits from this massively, getting past Piastri whilst they're battling. Um, Magnussen, then. Oh, Magnussen had an awful race, but this, for me, was just a really stupid point. So Magnussen overtook Ocon uh, behind the safety car. So he has to obviously give that position back. But he decides to give that position back after the DRS detection zone when he's in a DRS train. So he gives the position back to Ocon. Ocon then gets DRS so he can easily get away from him. But then Bottas and Norris behind him... Both get DRS on him, and he's already slowed down to let Ocon pass. So in giving back one position, he lost three positions. Really just silly move from Kevin Magnussen there. Uh, Alonso was able to get past Lewis Hamilton for P2 on lap 23. This is when Stroll pits again on lap 28. Then we have um, Nick DeVries and Gasly uh, go off into turn... No, it wasn't Gasly, was he? I've written down Gasly. It wasn't Gasly. It was Kevin Magnussen again. Uh, Nick DeVries is doing quite the dive bomb into turn one on um, Kevin Magnussen. Doesn't make it stick. We get a Frugos Hamilton, but this time for George Russell. Then into turn four, uh, Nick DeVries locks up, basically just takes Magnussen with him. I'm surprised this didn't get any penalties, but I think it's because they were at the back. So the stewards just thought, oh, forget it. Who cares? But yeah, uh, not great. 
from negative Reza, I would put the blame solely on him. Lando Norris gets a five-second penalty for unsportsmanlike conduct, which we're led to believe is because he slowed down behind the uh, safety car in order to give himself a big enough gap to so that McLaren could do a double stop. Okay, if that's worth a penalty, that's worth a penalty. Whatever. Carlos Sainz pits on lap 39 and Charles Leclerc pits on lap 40. Ferrari making the tyres work really well. This was the mediums. A lot of people complaining about struggling on the hards, not being able to get the hards in the right area. But on the mediums, the Ferrari lads made it work. They looked really good. Uh, and, you know, Ferrari had a good race with, with this weekend. Now, uh, the front runners, the top three, all pit here as well. So Lewis Hamilton pits first, then Alonso, then Max. Lewis and Max both pit on the mediums. Alonso pits onto the hards, which I thought was going to be a huge mistake for Aston. And I think I still think it was a huge mistake for Aston, but they didn't have to really, really deal with any of the downfall of it. Everyone was struggling on the hards consistently. Ferrari have just proved that you can comfortably go long on the mediums, and Red Bull and Mercedes used this data to put... Uh, Max and Lewis on the mediums. Aston put him on the hards that everyone was struggling with, and towards the end of the race, we would well throughout most of the race we would see Fernando struggling. Now it did come out later that he also had an issue and maybe was didn't have enough fuel, so a lot of lift and coasting. But I think he was struggling with his tyres as well. If he put it on mediums, I think he would have had a much more comfortable ride towards the end of uh, the race. Now, Alonso also uh, misses the chicane and loses two seconds to Hamilton. That's on lap 49. That could possibly be a tyre issue, lack of grip. Russell then retires the car properly on lap 55. He'd got up to P8 here. As I said, I think it was a very impressive drive. Obviously, his own mistake for putting it in the wall. But what he did with a car that probably did have a lot of damage to it, getting back into the points to P8, I think that's a, that's a good drive from him. So, besides all the thing he did wrong... He did quite well. Uh, we then just have more battles here between Alonso and Hamilton, but not like wheel-to-wheel -wheel stuff, just kind of, oh, he's cutting down the time, cutting down the time. Nice little stuff. If it had been for the lead, it would have been very, very juicy, but it was for P2. Uh, Norris, we see a great move by Norris onto Valtteri Bottas for P9 on lap 64. Ocon on lap 68 had a very loose rear wing, whopping all over the place. I imagine the uh, aerodynamics weren't great there. I seriously thought it might have fallen off at one point, but it managed to stay on. Perez pits for stops on the last lap to get the fastest lap. And then on the dying moments of the last lap, Lando Norris goes for one of the most ludicrous overtakes you've ever seen in Estefan Ocon. For no reason. He still has this five-second penalty. All he was really doing there was risking ruining Ocon's race, which... I just think it's a bit of uh, a bad move from Norris, but there you go. So, here is our finishing positions. Max Verstappen wins the race. He now has the same amount of wins as Ayrton Senna, and this is Red Bull's 100th win. Fernando Alonso is in second place. Lewis Hamilton completes the podium. Leclerc and Sainz are fourth and fifth. Great day there for uh, Ferrari. Perez was pretty anonymous, got the fastest slap at the end of the race and picked up P6. Alex Albon has a fantastic weekend, bringing the Williams home in seventh. Uh, Ocon is in eighth. Lance Stroll manages to score points in his home race, 
with a P9 overtaking Bottas basically on the finish line. Bottas is in 10th. Piastri was 11th. Gasly was 12th. Uh, Norris finished in the points, but the five-second penalty puts him in 13th, which means the streak of uh, McLaren not scoring points in Canada will go on now to be 10 years long. Yuki comes home in 14th. Hulkenberg 15th. Joe in 16th. Magnussen 17th. And then De Vries was the last of the non-finishers with George Russell and Logan Sargent not finishing the race. As I said, uh, Alonso had an issue throughout the race, whatever that may have been. Overall, good race. I enjoyed it. My driver of the day would have been the same guy it went to, being Alex Albon, because I think he drove fantastically this weekend. And hopefully more of the same will be coming to him, because um, these, if this is the Williams upgrades working, I'm very happy for him. And I look forward to seeing what Logan Sargent can do with them when they come to Silverstone. Of course, though, the next race will be in Austria. Now, is Austria a sprint race? It might be. I can't quite remember. But Austria is always a good uh, race, and it's always a good race for Max Verstappen, who has led 224 laps now in a row, which I think puts him fifth of all time in terms of laps uh, led in a row. If he was able to um, lead... Austria from start to finish he would break a F1 record that has been held since 1953 so big things could be coming down in Austria it's not next week it is the week after so we've got a bit of a gap uh, make sure you say subscribe subscribe though because there'll be videos here next weekend to fill in the non F1 gap which should be a lot of fun I will see you then um, my predictions by the way I think we I think we got them both right, which is shocking stuff. I said no one to crash into the wall of champions in the race. Tick. And I said boss has to beat Joe. Tick. I think that's the first time in the history of this channel that I've got both predictions right. What a wonderful time. Right. I will see you next time. Uh so yeah, videos coming out next week. Then the week after that we'll be doing all the stuff for Austria. I can't wait. I'll see you then. Goodbye. <laughs>